And uh, I was, uh, I don't know how your week has been as we begin uh, this, what feels like it's the beginning of a new year. I mean, it's, it's not, right, in the calendar, but it feels like it. The school year has begun. Uh, kids have gone back to school after the summer. If you've taken a break because the kids have been off school and then you got back to work this week, you know that everything has been waiting and building up for you. So, like, how has your week been? Um, I, I know as a, as a church family that we've uh, been, uh, it's been a, a week of uh, uh, grieving and, and celebration uh, of loved ones that have, uh, have been lost. And um, I know that there are challenges uh, that we all face. Um, and, and, and so some of us, we, the idea of the beginning of a new year, and it's kind of like, here we go again. It's, you know, we're off. For some of us, actually, we might be feeling more weary um, than actually really ready, ready to go. And um, I, I mean, I had, I thought I was doing all right, but I went into Shoppers, Drugs Mart, I think it's called, and uh, on Thursday evening, it was later, I hadn't had a good night the night before, not slept well, but the um, sweet young girl behind the counter, as she served me what I had bought, um, she said to me, because it was Thursday, can you take advantage of the seniors discount? <laughs> right? So how was your week? <laughs> I probably shouldn't have punched her, but... Um... So as, as we start this, you know, weary and aged, um, you know, we, got, we wonder, like, what are, what are our expectations and our hopes for this year as we look forward and as we look ahead and we anticipate, you know, all the things that God has and, and, he, and what he longs for us. Um, as a church, as a leadership, our prayer has been and our sense is actually that this is the year that the Lord has even greater things, that God is calling us into even greater things. This is Jesus' word to his disciples of which we are, you know, his people, his followers. And he says, you will do even greater things than these. I tell you, those who believe in me will do the works that I've been doing, even greater things than these, because I'm going to the Father. And that's, and that's our theme. That's where we're going to find ourselves throughout this coming year as a church, considering what does it mean as followers of Jesus to be called into even greater things. Now, you might be thinking, hang on a minute, you've just, you've just started off by saying some of us might be kind of feeling a bit weary, and here we go again, and now you're saying that this is a year of even greater things. Pull that to me sounds like you're asking us to do more. It's, it's like, it sounds like more, and I'm kind of at the limit. And, uh, and, you know, just remember my story from shoppers. I'm not saying that that's what the Lord is asking. What I'm saying is the Lord is bringing us to a place. The Lord has and calls us to a life of even greater things that we will do, even greater things than these. Some of us are thinking, I'm barely keeping up with the basics. What, what is this even greater now that Jesus is talking about? So this morning, actually, I, it, it's, <laughs> I, re, I reworked what I was going to share with you, because I, I, I was going to share with you, you know, how we worked that out, you know, as a, as a church and our, you know, our plans and our strategies and some of the big headline things that were going forward. Um, but then I got, I got really, I got convicted and thought, you know, I, actually, I think um, it's not so much about all the, the, the new and all of, the, all of that, it's, it's, it's actually, I feel like I want to start with saying, this is what it's not. This is what it's not. When Jesus calls us to even greater things, when, because we're made for more, 
But I want to tell you what that isn't. I was, just to let you know, I was at a conference yesterday, and I, I was invited to speak at, um, uh, there's a church that we're in a relationship down in Strathcona. Um, we support, uh, there's Marion, uh, we've got uh, Jonathan Bird is in there, he's been working. Uh, UGM are in there, they're using the facility as well, so Benton Robertson is down there. And, um, so they had a, the, one of the churches that uses that facility is a church called Love Quest, and um, I've been meeting with their lead pastor, and we've had coffee, and... Uh, just encouraging him and, and uh, praying for him uh, in their new church venture and, and all that they're doing. So I was invited to go and speak at this conference yesterday. It was fun. It was fun. It was a, it was a smaller crowd, but they were noisy. I would just say it is every preacher's dream crowd because I knew that they were in the room. When I got up to speak, I said to him afterwards, yeah, thank you. Can I have a witness? Yeah, that's like all of that stuff. And uh, as I got up to speak, Explosion of noise, and um, you know, I'm not saying. <laughs> Just it was nice. Uh, I did say to him afterwards. Here's my dilemma: you guys have never heard me before, and you give me this. I'm going to preach at my church, and they've heard me a lot. And when I get up, there's silence. <laughs> what does that? What does that mean? Anyway, so, so, when I, so, so this idea of being made for more. Jesus is calling us to even greater things. Why? Because we're made for more. And it's not about us doing, working harder. But like we would say to, we say to our kids, or we, we need to say to ourselves at times, it's not about working harder, it's about working smarter. Like what is it that the Lord is calling us to? Jesus himself says in Luke 11, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Jesus is calling and he said, you will do even greater things than these. And so this morning, I want us to, I want us to consider that, that God has made us for more, for so much more. But it's not about more effort. It's about more Jesus. It's about more of Jesus. We sang it. We sang it this morning. Because when we think about, you know, the even greater things or being made for more, that, that idea, more effort is, you know, more effort in our Christian life or in our walk looks like perfunctory prayer, right? We, we kind of go through the motions, we do it, we say it, but we really are not believing for it. It's not part, it doesn't come from our, from our gut, from our, from, from our spirit being driven. We, more effort is... is more about our human effort than our, and which produces a, a really human result, an outcome. It, it, it's an over-dependence on our own stamina and ingenuity. And, and so often we see in churches, and, and you know, there's the cult of personality, and it's, it's about this, you know, if, around that, that we can rally and, and create, and, but, it, but it's, it's more effort. More effort is the stuff of woulda, coulda, shoulda. You know, these are the things that we've got to do. We've got to add this. If I did this more, it's about if I can just be nicer, if I could, if I could just try harder. But when Jesus calls us to, to even greater things, when he reminds us that we're made for more, it's, it's not more effort. He's saying more of him, more of Jesus. That our prayer is no longer perfunctory, but we pray without ceasing. We only go forward as far as fast as our knees can carry us. It's a radical dependence upon the Holy Spirit. It's a posture of listening to Him and being led by Him and seeking Him. 
It's a life, it's living a life of, of as, as Wimber would have described it, being naturally supernatural. Being made in the image of God, filled with his spirit, discerning his voice, listening to him, seeing him at work and joining with him. It's living and, and sharing the gospel daily as the natural rhythms and patterns of our lives. We, we talk about that in terms of bless here and how we live that out daily, those rhythms of blessing. And it starts in a place of discovery of our identity, of, of who we are in Jesus. Because until we are rooted and grounded in our understanding of who we are in him and all that he has done, then we will constantly be trying to be more and do more in our own strength. And it's more achievement or more status or more wealth or more distraction or more pleasure or whatever that is. And until we find that place in him and our identity in him, nothing will suffice. We're made for more. We're made for more of Jesus Jesus chose us, his church, to be his ambassadors, right? to carry his fullness into every crack and cranny of society, to every area. Ephesians, uh, we read in, in chapter 1, verses 22 to 23, and God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything. For the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. We need to embrace the truth that the fullness of Jesus can and must fill every corner of society and our lives. That's our role as the church, to illuminate the fullness of Christ, the, the moreness of Jesus. And in him, we discover that we are made for more than we can dare to dream or imagine. So again, I, I ask you, as you begin this new term and this new year and all that, that awaits you, and maybe with a feeling of weariness, that Jesus says, you will do even greater things than these because you are made for more. Can we believe that, that there is more of him, that, that his fullness can, is, is enough to fill every area of our lives and every area of our, every, every aspect of our lives, our living, working, playing, Wherever we are, wherever we go, there is more. Isn't it an amazing thing that, that our heavenly Father, who, who created the stars and he breathes life into every living creature, has the even greater things in store for us? When you think of the majesty and the, and the glory and the, and the splendor, we see that you know, in, in creation and all around those things and, and all that God has created, we think of, of the history and of all the great work, and God says, even greater things. You are made for more. He designed us. He designed us each uniquely for his purpose. And as we understand that Jesus made us for more, that, that then that transforms our understanding even of where we, where we work and how we work. Right? This is no longer just a job that I do to pay the bills. This is where I believe the Lord sends me daily. It's how my, my primary calling is, is in, in Jesus as Christians, as followers of Jesus, is is to make disciples of Jesus, to share the love of Christ that has so filled us that we can't help but give it away. And to teach others to love him, all the things that we have learned, all the things that Jesus taught and did, to teach others to do the same. And that, in turn, that they too would go on and make disciples who make disciples. That's, sometimes we get kind of caught up on this, our calling, and you know, what is it? I'm not sure yet what I should be doing. End the, end the search, right? That's it. That's it. 
Now, our, we have, there is a secondary calling or our personal calling. It's unique to us, right? And that's, and that's going to look at how you're shaped, you the person, your experiences, um, your strengths, your passions, your interests, or the things that really drive you, that excite you. It's also going to be the stuff that broke you and has broken you. It's going to be some of your toughest struggles, some of your biggest battles that you've had. This is the stuff that shapes us. And these are the things that we listen to the Spirit of God and understand. Lord, how have you uniquely shaped me? How do I understand how you have shaped me that I can live out my calling and serving you in the place that you send me to daily? And we find that sweet spot. And part of our hope and our prayer as a church is not saying, hey, welcome to Granville Chapel. There are a number of things that you can do. Come and fit into any one of these. Our posture as a church rightfully is one that says, we want to hear what your heart is. How has the Lord shaped you? What is he calling you to? How can we help you? How can we help you to live into the fullness and the even more that God has called you for and that he's created you for? God has designed us uniquely for his purposes. He's, he's called us to light up the world for Christ, to build up his body, the church, to illuminate the mystery of more, of more. There is more. And, you, you know, you, it doesn't take long to get in a conversation with somebody. We're out and about in the streets. We're talking, and you think, you know, and, and, and as you're talking and as you're listening, you think, oh, you know, this, there is so much more. There is so much more for you. And I long for you to step into that. I long for you to experience the moreness that Jesus offers and that he extends to, to all of us. See, and, and here's the really big thing, right? The church is called for more because Jesus himself is more. Jesus himself is more. Ephesians 1.22, God placed all things under his feet. Everything. Jesus is, is more than everything. Only Jesus can fill everything in every way. See, we can't do that by our own efforts, our strivings, our plans. Our spouses won't do that for you, for us. Our work won't do that for us. Our kids won't do that for us. We're not going to find that satisfaction, that wholeness, that in anything other than Jesus. When he says you are made for more, there are even greater things for you, it means it's more of him. It's not more effort. It's more of Jesus. Jesus himself said in John 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they, you, may have life and have it to the full. Have it to the full. Not partially in some areas of life, but we can, we can know the moreness of Jesus in every area of our life lives. So I, as we start this morning and as we start this year, my, my question for us, or that I felt to ask, was, you know, what are the areas, what are the areas in our lives that do have more of Jesus? And then, and then what, are the, what are the places, what are the areas that, that need more of him? Where there's, there's, like, there are, we know that there are, parts, there are parts of our lives that we've given over fully to him, but, but what are the places and what are the parts that need more of him? When Jesus says, 
I'm calling you to, you, you're going to do even greater things. He's not saying this is not about more effort. It's about more of me. It's about more of me because you've been made for more. So why would we settle for anything less? As a church, you know, we have, we have a big vision, and I like that. It's gutsy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, we, and we talk about you know, being spiritually vibrant, um, being transformed and extending the kingdom. Uh, in our, not, you know, not just here, not just you know, in the confines of this room or just you know, doing a good job of being church here. We want to see, see even more. right? We want to see God extend. We want to see God multiply what he's doing here in our lives through this beautiful bunch of people that God has assembled called here for this morning, all, all with one purpose, of saying, Lord, I, you know, I, I want to know you more. Like, if, God, if you're there, I, I want to meet with you. I, I want to be seen by you. I, I want to know that you see me. I want to hear you. Right? We, so our, our vision is, that, is not that we just do church nicely. It's not about putting on a good show. You know, we, it's not about, I mean, I, lo- I love, you know, thank you guys for how you lead us in worship. And it blesses us, right, that we're so beautifully led. But that's the response, that's our opportunity to respond to the even greater things that God is doing. Right? This is where we come together and we share the stories and we hear the stories of the even more that God is doing beyond here, beyond ourselves. Because God has called us for more. Our job as his church, what we've been called to, is illuminate the more of Jesus in every area of society, through every part of our lives. Not, let's not compartmentalize how we live. You know, this is my church bit. You know, I could sing of your love on Sundays but the feeling is gone on Mondays. You know, that's, it's, it's everything, every day, all the time. Living as God's people deployed daily. You know, and we, and we know that we, we can't do this on our own. We're part of a bigger family, and it's about collaboration and partnerships. That's what yesterday actually was about. You know, going down to Strathcona, because we come alongside, and I met with, we met with Marion, Terry, and I, and, and, you know, there's this, wonderful lady who, who saw a church building that was going to be sold to developers and said, I don't want another building to be lost. So she bought, you know, she, she got it. And now she's putting it and there's a place and there's a vision and different churches, churches are coming together and using this building in different ways. And, and Marion has come to us and said, can you help us? Can you help us? Because we know that you're not about sticking your name over the top of the church, but we know that you're about the kingdom, and we know that you want to see more, and we want to work with you, and we want to partner with you. And we say, yeah, we would love to do that because we want to see more. We, want to, we believe that God has even greater things for the city, and he's going to use this church uh, for even greater things. See, if, we, if, if, our, if our vision and our goal as a church is, is purely to see like our numbers on a Sunday swell, I'd say our vision is too small. Because, you know, because we have such an active and, and mobilized church of people who are engaged in so many areas of ministry, not just in this city, but really across Canada and around the world, it means that there are many Sundays that many of our people are not here. Why? Because they're serving and going in, 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 all over the place. And it's not just then, but it's during the week that we're not going to tie you up with lots and lots of more activity and come, come, come here, because we want to send you go, 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 there. Go. And then come back and tell us of the stories and praise God for him and seek him for more. We can't do this on our own. We, we know as a church, so you know, we know that actually like mission critical for all the things that we want to see, that we believe, and actually for this, 
even greater things being made for more. We know, what does that take? That, that, that it's not just about a few people doing a few things on a Sunday, a part of the week, but it's about God's heart and desire and his call to mobilize the whole church. All of us, all of us as God's people, everywhere, all of the time, in his power, for his purpose. It's about that. That's the point. Like, we can have the best. Manchester United, if you're a soccer, if you watch soccer, football, for those who really understand, but soccer, <laughs> Manchester United are like one of the most expensive soccer teams in the world. But they're not winning, right? They're not winning. They're not winning anything. They've got all these, but they've got all these players. They're all these star players are lined up and they're all sitting on the benches. They're not even on the field playing. They're not deployed, right? What is the point of having all that talent, all that gift, if you don't kick the ball? Right? There is so much that God has poured into this community. There is such a richness. There is such a wealth. There is such a, a diversity of talent and giftedness because we've all been uniquely shaped. And, and that's why we're not saying, come and fit into this shape over here. We're saying, come, let us see what God has put on your heart. How can we help you? How can we help? How can we get behind you? How can we fan the flames of the Spirit? How can we, how can we send you out? See, we, we have, we have a, a strategy. There is a plan for this. But being made for more, does, it's not about more strategy. It's about more surrender. It really is about our surrender to Jesus as the Lord of our lives. I told you that I've been in conversations with different leaders, who, many of them are in the States, and we've been looking at what, you know, what it is that takes to build movements. And as a church, we're saying, what would it take for, for God to create movement, multiplication of what he's doing here, and to, to, to begin something that, is just, that just catches and goes? Right? What does that take? And, and when you look at when, where that is happening around the world, it's not happening actually in the West, right? not today. It's not happening in the West. It's happening in, in China. It's part, in parts of Asia. It's happening in, uh, in Africa. But, it's, but not, in, like, not here. Like, why is that? Because we've got some of the best resources, some of the smartest thinkers, people who can execute incredible plans and strategies. Um, we have access to resources, funds, that we could do so much more. I mean, when we were talking as a church about what it takes to, to grow, we want to see more churches being planted. And we said, you know, what would it take to plant, see 10 new churches? being planted over the next few years. Okay, and so we've, we've been planting churches, but you, I, I did the math, and I was thinking, you know, we could do this. Um, you know, we start a church, we raise up a leader, we raise a load of money, we send them off, they do that, we do the same again, we raise another leader, we send up, but, you know, it's slow, isn't it? Don't you, think, don't you think, I mean, I don't think we would be here today if that was the approach of the church uh, as, this, as this all got started. So, you know, what, what does it take to, you know, it's not, not 10. What if it was 10 times 10 times? Like, that this is something that, that the Lord just blows in and gets behind. You know, because a strategy, it, it's got to be so much more than just kind of big uh, budgets. That's what I need to say. Big budgets and butts on seats. Like, it's not about, like, just filling chairs and, and getting more money in so that we can raise this amount of money. We can run all of these programs. And then when we've got this much, this many people, we can put this person up, and we send them out, and then we just redo the whole thing again. That's, it's so much more than that. It's so much more than that. 
Why isn't, why isn't it happening? Why aren't these movements happening here in the Western world like they are happening in other parts of the world? And the reason is, and what they've identified as the distinctive, what's the missing component here in the West, it's prayer and fasting. It's prayer and fasting. You know what? I think we're just too, we think ourselves too capable. We're too clever for our own goods. We're too, we, you know, we see ourselves, we are, we are, right? We, I can do that. I have, I have a serious concern. You know, I think, Lord, how many, you know, how many churches would look different if they were run by non-believing people, right? Because you can execute a good program. Like Paul says in, in Corinthians 13, right? You can do a whole lot of stuff without love. You can we can achieve great things. You can put out a great program. You can do incredible things. But if you don't have love, it is worthless. It's a clanging symbol. Prayer and fasting is a place of, it's not about our strategy. It's about our surrender, our hunger, our thirst for more. And, you know, and, I, and I check my spirit. And I think, Lord, am I, am I ready to hunger and thirst? Like, and I, when I say the areas in my life for more of you, for, you know, am I ready for that? I want to be. I want to be. So maybe my pathetic prayer is, Lord, help me want to be that way. Help me to surrender that to you. Help me to be the man that you've called me to be. Because I know that you've made us for more. And it's not about clever strategies. It's about more surrender. I mean, we, like I said, we're, we're, we're smart, right? We're, we're a smart, well-educated people. But Paul says, God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. He chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. So that no one may boast before him. You know, when I think about... Uh, we planted a church in Brazil, in the northeast corner, on, in, a, in a city called Maceió. And are there any? Yes, there are. I know there's some. Um, any new? Um, anyone been to Maceió? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, beautiful city, but it was, it's in a state of uh, Brazil, which is kind of the poorest. Really corrupt. Um, so, there was a lot of poverty... And as a church, and like, like many new church plants, we didn't really have a lot of funds. Right? We didn't have many resources. But I was so grateful for that because it put us in a place of dependence that we only did what we could just do like that. And God blessed that. And it was always such a sense of, wow, Lord, you did this. You really did this because like, we didn't have the resource. We didn't have the money. We just kind of showed up and did this thing, and it was rough and scratchy. And, but it was powerful. God did amazing things in that time. I want to see more of that. You know, I love, I love what, you know, what's going on in the, the community housing. Like that vision that Sydney's that, that establishing community houses and places of living, not just because it's cheap, affordable, making it an affordable place to live, but because, you know, we are committed to being, a, being a, a, an agent of transformation in the place where God has called us to live. I love that. We want to create in creating space where people can, be, can encounter the power and the presence and... and, and you know, God, by his spirit. Isn't that what we want to be about? Like creating space where people can experience the power and the presence of God. We have community groups. We're going to be talking about those in a couple of weeks. But, you know, aren't our groups meant to be about, you know, when we gather, that when we gather together, we're reminded of God's goodness and of his grace and of his love and of his mercy and of his power and strength. And if we're not 
if we're not inviting him to come in power, if we're not inviting the spirit, if we're not praying for one another to be filled, to be to, to overflowing, to be sent out, celebrating the good stuff, commissioning one another again and again to be going out and living this life of purpose, then I think we're kind of missing the story. We're missing it. There's so much more. It's good we come together. It's good that we talk. It's good that we share. It's good that this is a place of, 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 of growing in relationship and intimacy. But there's so much more than that. There is so much more. There's no, there is no sweeter thing than to be able to gather together with friends when you've had a lousy time and someone to say to you, can I pray for you? And to take a moment and they put their hand on your shoulder and they just pray, Lord, just come by your spirit. Would you fill them? Would you lift the weariness? What a blessing. What a blessing. And, and that's the stuff. When, when Jesus says, you've been, you're going to do even greater things than this because you're made for more, he's not confining it to that group. It's, he's saying, what, what I've done with you, you're going to do with us, right? And as, we, and as he sends you out daily from here, like this is, it's, it's from this place that God is going to send you out into, the, into that place, your unique mission field in whatever area that, you, that you're in. Whatever, whatever line of business or college or study, wherever you are right now, here's a, there's, there's purpose for you there. He sends you. Expect when you go to work. Listen to the Spirit. What is he saying? Who is he drawing alongside you? Who is he laying on your heart? Who can you bless this morning? Beyond what this job is doing for you, your satisfaction, Lord, what are you doing through this work? How have you called me here? How can I live for you? When I think about what, what, more, what is to be more surrendered, it, it, again, I think we sang it this morning, it's, it's about, you know, we surrender, it's about abiding in Jesus, about pausing and resting. It's about Sabbath. I mean, taking, uh, this is, I mean, this is kind of linked to that thing about we're so capable that we think actually it really is down to us. And that if I don't do this extra hour, if I'm not, you know, that, oh, you know, I'll, I'll take a day off at some point, but, you know, I'm busy, busy, busy. Like, no. Like, where are we leaving God? Like, do the best you can with what you've got and take a nap. All right, let me paraphrase. Like, take, you know, do the best you can with what you've got and take a nap. Because, and let him do even greater things, even more than you might dream or imagine. Some of us, some of us in places where we're, we're leading and encouraging people, we want to see more, but we think that it's all down to us, and we've got to do... Well, thankfully, this is not a church that expects you know, the staff to be doing our job. We want to get behind you and support you and cheer for you and, and resource you and, 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 and help you do all the things that God is putting on your heart. But we can't. You know, it's, it's, there's so much more. There's so much more. There's um. <laughs> there's a there's a you know this idea of more. When Jesus says you're going to do even greater things, he doesn't then say and you know good luck with that. I'm off. Well, he does go off, but he says I'm going to send. <laughs> you know I'm going to send the counselor to be with you, the promise to be with you. Amen. Hallelujah. Right. He says, I'm going to send the counselor, the Holy Spirit, to be with you. I'm going to be with you always to the very end of the age. 
Now, Jesus promises to be with us because he knows, like, you're going to need me, guys, because when you're going out there, it's going to be tough. You're going to face disappointment. You're going to be discouraged. People are going to take shots at you, and you're going to think, I was just trying to be nice. And, you know, what? what it's so, I'm with you. I'm with you. And yet, maybe too often we're living as if he's not, and we're just doing it in our own strength. There's a, there's a movie called Night and Day. It's an old movie, but it's by uh, with Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz. Has anyone seen that movie? Anyone? Come on. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, so we've seen this movie, Cameron Diaz and um, Tom Cruise. And Tom Cruise is, I think he's like, an, I haven't seen it for a long time, but he's like this secret agent. And uh, people are, he's trying to get this thing, and people are trying to kill him and chase after him. And June, Cameron Diaz, inadvertently gets involved in his life. The plane crashes and doesn't, it's not, doesn't start well. So... Um, there's this point, there's this, there's this scene in the movie where, where Tom Cruise, uh, his character, is talking to Cameron Diaz, June, and he's saying, June, at this stage, your, point, your, your chance of survival without me is here. Like, with me, it's here. Without me, he, with me, without me, with me, with, like, and Jesus, I think, says to me, like, I'm going, I'm with you, like, with me, without me. Right, if we want to see more, it's like, it's like it's not more effort, it's more of Jesus, it's more of his spirit. Right, we have to, we have to lead, we have to depend on more of the spirit. Let's cry out for it, Lord, fill me, more of you, more of you, Lord. With me and without me. Right, small things, small vision. Humanly possible, attainable goals. Even greater things. So much more with Jesus. We've got to Sabbath, we've got to pray, we've got to fast. Not because Jesus says, I want you to meet with me in that place. And I, and, I, and I want you to see as you take rest what I do with the, the seeds that you've sown. Even more than you dare dream or imagine. Some of you know I, just, I always like to get one of these things. Andy does his birding, I do my running. So um, Andy runs as well. But um, <laughs> so. Uh, but like this, the, when, you, when you run a, like a distance race, they have these guys, in, uh, uh, women, in running, and they're like called pace bunnies, right? And they, and they run, and they carry little poles, and they show you the time that if you keep, well, I, in theory, like if someone's sold in a 115 pace bunny, you, you don't, just because they're holding the pole doesn't mean you're going to be able to keep pace with them. But anyway, the idea is that you train, and you run, and you, you know, you, this is the time you've been training for, you see your pace, and it's like, there it is, I'm going to... I'm going to run, and I'm going to keep track with my pace bunny, and you're doing your, you're doing your thing. And um, it's, you'd think it's easy, right? But when you're doing a distance race, and you're going to be running for a length of time, you know, there's a point at which you kind of think, huh, I can show these guys what to do. And you kind of head off, and you leave your pace bunny behind you. And there is no worse feeling. I'm sure none of you have experienced it, but I have, right? When you're running a race... There is no worse feeling than, like, an hour later, you hear the kind of, what feels like the steady thunder of that crowd of people that stuck with the pace bunny gradually catching up on you and then <laughs> leaving you in their tracks. So, you know, there is something about finding the right rhythm that, that, we, can, that, we, that we don't run ahead of Jesus 
that we don't, we don't do more than he's asking. Jesus only ever did what he saw the Father doing, right? But that means we've got to slow down enough to take, pay attention, to look, and to listen, and to join with him. I love that we are, as a church, there are, and we're going to get to hear stories of, you know, some stories in, in, over this week, as, as some of you know, when, you, when we celebrate the life of some of our founding members, you hear stories of, of how their involvement with the church and what they did. And, and these are just some beautiful stories. We have people from Regent College today here that, that you know, that, and you've heard this is, this is something that was birthed out of the community here, the people that were part of this community. And, and this, you know, these are wonderful stories and, and calling and, and, and so many other amazing works that God has done through this community. Jesus, so you're going to do even more. You're going to do even greater things. You're made for more. Let's not allow those to be our best stories. Because as we look forward, we can believe for even greater things. Because Jesus is so much more. Not we're so much better. But he is so much more. And if we will only surrender ourselves to him, we can enter into that power. We can enter into his presence. We can enter into his purpose. And we can do even greater things. Amen? I'm going to ask you to stand with me. I'm going to pray. So, you know, it's, it's more of Jesus and it's more surrender to him. And a more Jesus life is a more spirit-filled life, right? So I'm going to pray. I'm going to invite the Holy Spirit to come. We know that he's here, but there is, there is an opportunity that we can ask him to come in power and move amongst us. And, you know, I long for that. I do. I long for that. Not because not of the effects. I'm not thinking kind of special effects. I'm thinking because of what that means. But if we would surrender ourselves to Jesus, and if we would, if we would pray, if we would only pray, because he says, you know, ask me. Ask me. I have so much more for you. So if you're, if you're willing to, I'm going to encourage you to open your hands in a posture of openness and readiness. And, and let it be also expectation that there is even more to come, that God has for you even more. And, you know, you might be like this. You might have this little cupped hand in front of you. I'm not, actually, I didn't mean to look at anyone as I said that. But I... But I and I'm not saying you, but, but like, don't let that be the posture of your heart. You can stay like that outwardly, but let the posture of our heart be that. I ask so much more. So much more. So let's pray together. Father, Holy Spirit, come and fill this place. More of you. More of you, Jesus. More of you, Lord, and less of us. More of you, Jesus. And as you stand to receive, it's, it's a posture of gratitude. Thank you, Jesus. You don't have to do anything, but you... We start from a place of saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you that you came for me. Thank you that you gave your life for me. 
Thank you that you pour your life into me. I want to believe for more. I believe that you are even more than what I have come to understand or imagine, that you have even greater things. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, fill us again to overflowing. More of you. For some of us, it's starting that place today. Jesus, I, uh, there's a whole lot of my life and maybe all of it that I haven't surrendered to you. Have it, have it, take it now. And if that's you, just, just raise your hands before him and say, Jesus, I want you. Come, thank you, forgive me, fill me, have me, lead me, use me for more. More of you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The band's going to lead us. We're going to. I want to encourage you just to continue to receive and where you are, but also come forward. And I know we have this tendency as we come forward. We have the prayer team.